serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave you blinded on a way and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave and connor dave stevens connor ennis i'm tony permanenzi connor has returned from his uh is that what, what, what were you on like some sabbatical, Connor? Were you in a um, tent somewhere? Were, were you doing that thing Aaron Rodgers did? Were you in that? Yeah, hut? I had my ayahuasca thing? retreat and it was just, ayahuasca uh, retreat. Yeah, 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 yeah. like Bolivia yeah, yeah. is really nice this time of year. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. We're happy to have Connor back. He took a little break. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a new parent, so you know you, you got to take breaks every once in a while. Yeah, and uh, get back to uh, you know parenting, but. Uh, David Sterling is not on the podcast again this week because uh, he's probably drinking with his neighbors again. That's all I can say. I Priorities, don't know you know, just I don't know what he's doing. I, yeah. I suppose, and he didn't, and not that he has to, but he didn't give us a, a specific reason. So I guess if he doesn't give us a reason, we'll just have to assume that that he's down in Florida drinking with his neighbors. Yeah. That's right. Yep, we'll assume that. Well, a great um, Labor Day weekend to you, there, David. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Connor, uh, while you're back in the podcast here, you took your son to his first game. Was that last weekend? It was last weekend. Yeah the, the, last the Seattle weekend. the Seattle, Seattle game. game. Uh, the mm-hmm. one uh, the one game that I could actually take him to all year because it was before his bedtime. Um, well, there you go. Started right. at uh, three thirty. Uh, mm-hmm. We well, actually started at four at four, but we got there three fifty five. Yeah, three fifty five. Yeah, shout um, out to yeah Fox and the national broadcast giving us a a Sunday day game. Yeah, and uh, I really wish they'd given us more because I would have taken Austin to more. Um, but uh, it was fun. He uh, he was he watched the game and he kept on yelling soccer game, soccer game, and. Mm-hmm. As one-year-olds do, you know. Yes. Uh, but it was fun. He just uh, he just kind of hung out. He walked around a lot, so I was forced to chase him a lot. And um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. He wore his United shirt. Um, nice. That uh, shout out to uh, to Sean Sean Bigness. Uh, we had him on the podcast before. His uh, yeah. mother-in-law got us got us that shirt. Um, oh, nice. So yeah. Uh, so thank you very much to Shannon and. Uh, um yeah it was great we we had a we had a really really fun time and that that hat that i wear you know that hat that i wear uh to united games um mm-hmm. that we met up with uh, the uh kathy and tony who are um the 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 people we used to sit next to at tcf bank stadium they now sit across the stadium from us but uh um they knew that austin was coming uh and they decided to make him a little mini version of that hat and no, so yeah, that's we. I have it upstairs right now. It's so cool, and it's actually that's if so you good. go if you go to my Facebook, you'll be able to see you'll be able to see it. But um, yeah. uh, but yeah, it was so so cool. I really wish that I'd gotten more of a chance to talk to them because we didn't get much of a chance to talk. But um, but yeah, it was such a such a great experience. My first game back in a while, so it was it was awesome. Yeah, man. Well, good. Yeah. And his first game in tow. He saw. I think. I think I saw a picture of him with. Did you guys see PK? Yes, Balloon? yeah, there we, we we got a picture with PK. Um, yes. we yeah we we got I got him to say go loons a few times. Um, he He's... was he was banging on the uh, the chair next to us, which was empty at the time, and um, yeah. he was banging just banging on the drums along with the drums, and 
getting right in the spirit of things. And uh, he's going to be a, a flat out soccer fan when he grows up because we, we've been basically playing soccer all week. Um, he's been kicking the ball around in the, in the backyard. And so it's been, it's been great. He's, he's going to be a real fan. That's yeah, great. Cause I suppose yeah. you never, you never know, but I'm looking at the picture of, of you and Austin in the matching hats and, or, you know, very similar. Oh, yeah. That is, that is unbelievable. That is just, <laughs> isn't so that cool? Yeah, it I really think, is. It's I so great. Did not see that coming whatsoever. I, I got to the stadium and they were like, Oh my God, they, they, they were holding up the hat. You, I, and I sent the, I sent the picture to my wife and she just died. It was That's so, so damn cute. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Good times at the loons game. Uh, speaking of great times, Dave and I went to the state fair last Monday. I know it seems like a long time ago. Um, and, uh, we did, if anybody on Twitter, people on Twitter probably saw this, we did take a picture with, uh, Bongi and saying Ben, uh, we did ask Bongi how his knee was. And he said he had to go to the, ask the physician. He said, ask mm-hmm. the physician. Sorry. The yeah, he, had, he, um, he, he said, are you going to be playing? We need you. He's like, I have to yeah. talk to the physio and, uh. But he, you know, he, he certainly seemed in good spirits, you know, he's, he certainly wasn't, you know, didn't have a brace on, wasn't limping. So he seemed that's good. And in fact, we could probably tell by his reaction that he wasn't going to be, you know, involved in in Wednesday's match versus Colorado. But I kind of thought, you know, on Monday, as we saw him on Monday, I kind of had the feeling that, okay, not, not Wednesday, but I was kind of expecting to see him Saturday, yesterday as we record against the San Jose, but not, not the case. Well, he was, and, and they showed videos of him walking around the state fairgrounds. They were yeah, doing like yeah. activities and stuff. So it's not like he, his knee must not have been that bad, but obviously it's not good enough for him to be playing. But um, right. anyways, we saw that those two, Dave and cool. I drank a lot of beer on Monday. It wasn't as hot as it has been this the last couple of days. Uh, it was fairly crowded. Yeah. Um, we did uh, the usual ritual of getting the first beer at Shell's. Uh, and then uh, taking the uh, the uh, what do you call it the uh, sky, ride? sky ride over to uh, the other part of the state fair and the, uh, the, the pod one or the bench one the, the pod, pod one yeah uh, the pod, pod one okay gotcha yep and uh, Dave rode in the uh, pod with my wife and things happened that were inappropriate <laughs> that uh, they sent me pictures of inappropriate Thank goodness things. you were in the pod one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it happened on the bench. I mean, it, was, it was it was all it was all in good fun. It was it was fun. <laughs> we were fine. we were we were messing with Tony. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we, we had uh we had a beer over at Lining Kugels after we got off of there. Then we headed to Ballpark Cafe, and then to the horticulture. I mean, we got hit a beers like every which way. It was crazy. Um, I don't remember what exactly I had, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dave, you have a little bit of a list of what you had, and you also went on Friday too. Yeah, so, I did. I'm, so I'm and surprising. I don't know what made me think to do this and because I usually don't remember to do smart things like this, but I actually made a list of the beers that I had at the state fair. And like you said, Tony you mentioned, we started at Shell's and I actually had something I had not had there before. And I tried their sangria, which very their cool, sangria huh? beer. That was actually really <clears throat> good, really good. And then, you know, like you said, we took the sky right over to actually ended up hitting Liney's Lodge first tried their uh fruit punch which is which is their berry what vice and honey vice honey lemon light together so my only thing was i kind of started out a little too sweet i went with the sangria and then the berry vice with the honey lemon light mixture so that was 
maybe not the best way to start out the day, but you know, you know, the second one was pretty small. So that helped. But uh, then at ballpark, I ended up going with something I hadn't had before. I know it's been there for a number of years, the Kirby pucker series, number 34. Oh, series. Yeah. I had not actually tried that before. So I thought it was a good choice for me. Well, That's they, from East Lake brewing. They make a new one every year. Yeah. Yeah. But I so, had not yeah. tried anything in the series. So thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Real quick, of course, we got a craft beer flight at the as the agriculture building. I had um, Fair State, their cold um, dual citizens, dual citizen brewing company. I had the Rivertown Brown, that was probably my favorite out of the four. And then I had uh, Uda Pills Receptional Fest beer, and then a very interesting one from Jack Pine Brewing, uh, their Vengeance, and that was spicy. Yeah. It, kind of caught me off guard because I took a picture of the beers that I had, but I was not ready for that spice and it, it had a kick. So if you like a spicy beer, you'd like this one. Maybe I wasn't ready for it, but uh, very interesting. And then uh, ended up getting, we got one at Summit. I got the, well, actually this was at the International Bazaar, but I got the uh, Summit Dan Patch and Fruit. Dan Patch and Fruit, I guess their IPA. That was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then basically ended it with, ended the day with an, Beer from Indeed, the Cucumber Lemon Lager, which from Dino's, actually. That was one of my favorites of the day because it was just so incredibly refreshing with the cucumber lemon. So that was interesting. And then Friday, yeah, real quick. One of my first jobs uh, was actually working at the State Fair right next to that Dino's right there. It it used to be uh, Schumacher's Grill. I don't Mm. don't know what it is now, but... Um, I would go over to Dino's for every now and then on my breaks. So I know that area very well in that bizarre area. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. I, the only one I remember was, the, I think it was Ed, Edna's uh, Lager. And that was a, Shells did a uh, collab with, I think it was Back Channel Brewing. Um, they had two collabs oh, yeah. with Back Channel, I believe is what they were. And I think that was kind of a way for Back Channel to get into the fair was to do a collab with, with Shells and, and have that going on. Um, but we, we mentioned this, I don't know if we mentioned the last podcast, but it's interesting when, when the state fair first started putting craft beers out there, really the only place you could get them was like, uh, at the ballpark cafe. And that was the only place that had craft beers and all of a sudden they expanded and now it's like, you get them everywhere. I mean, Dino's has got a bunch, you know, shells has got some next to them is the, uh, what's that place next to shells, Dave, the, uh, oh, Lulu's, the, Lulu's, Lulu's has got a, a couple uh, the International Bazaar has a couple. Uh, now Andy's Grill and all those like bars up front of the fair have a couple each. They so all have their own. It's ex- yeah. yeah, it's expanded. And then you've got you've got the uh, the Hangar Bar up north, and you also have that Speakeasy Bar that I've never been into in the Grandstand. I've never been to that yeah. place. You, Amazing to have stuff too. So we were we were joking about it, I think, last time. But uh, yeah, you you could go every day of the week, every day of the, what twelve days of the state fair. You could go every day mm-hmm. and try, and you couldn't try them all. You just literally couldn't. There's way too many. But I mean, that's a good thing. You know, a few of them, I, in my opinion, are a bit over the top, and you know, especially on the sweetness scale. But they're they're it's it's a lot of fun. You can't walk you know a hundred yards. It seems like without running into something new, something to try. So yeah, good experience in the. Yeah, like you said, the crowds were big, even bigger on Friday when I went. Not to be not too surprising, but uh, I didn't try a whole lot of new things on Friday. But I actually went back to one of my classics that I have. I had to get the uh, the dill pickle Kolsch from Giggles Campfire Grill. That's actually from Blacklist uh, up in Duluth. So had that one. 
had another one from Liney's, um, but yeah. uh, not as much on Friday. We 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 did pretty good on Monday, I'd say though, Tony, between the two of us. It was good. Good deal. So speaking of beers, guys, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight because it is Sunday night and there is no work tomorrow because it's Labor Day tomorrow. So uh, we can all have at least five or six tonight. No, not really. I don't want to have more than more than a couple. But um, Connor, since you're back, uh, how about we go with you? What are you drinking tonight? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to check and see if this is a new brewery or not. Um, and it is. It is a new brewery. Um mm-hmm. It is from Mana Brewing in um, in Shakopee, and oh. it is called the Hellas Lager, and mm. it's spelled H E L L E S. It's a pretty. It, it it's just kind of. It's very light. It's it's their lightest beer that they have on tap, and uh, it's kind of a little sweet, uh, but definitely, you know, I mean, it's kind of just your run of the mill lager. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I gotta get I gotta get used to explaining these again. Um, is that uh, is that yeah. like, is that the name of it, Helly's? Because I mean that's a that's a particular lager style, you know, like you can find a bunch of yeah. That's the name of the beer, the the Helly's Lager. Oh, yeah, and it looks like um they actually do have a uh, have all of their beers named by the style of beer that they have because okay. they have the a Hefeweizen, a Kolsch, a, a Gosa, and um. Just a, a bunch of IPAs, which I don't know why I didn't get when I was there. It was not an I there. I did, did not get an IPA. Don't know. Don't know why. As people mm-hmm. normally, as people know, I normally go for IPAs, but this time I didn't. Yeah, like um, Tony, you must have had like the surly hell many many a times. I'm assuming. But... Yeah, it's surly hell many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very good. It's very good though. It's uh it's kind of a nice yeah very light lager. Um, a lot of body. And, um, you know, it's goes down very easy as well. So very smooth. Um, very good. Uh, man is just right down in, right down in downtown Shakopee. So check them out. They're kind of right next, kind of by turtles bar. I think down there, if you're, if you're familiar with Shakopee. Yep. No turtles that. Yep. Um, great. Very good. And their tap room is great too. I definitely want to go make it back there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next because I got a uh, brewery that we've had on this podcast where we actually did a podcast as a brewery. Uh, it is from Fair State Brewing Company or Co-op, I should say. And it's their Pils, the German traditional Pilsner. And it tastes as good as any Pilsner I've had before. Uh, it comes in at, I think, like 5%. I'm not sure. I can find it on here. Do, do, do. No, 4.9. So I was close. 4.9%. Uh, so it's great pills. Uh, again, Fair State does some great beers. Um, I did want to mention this is a German Pilsner. Uh, we have now come to September, guys, which mm. means that uh-huh. not only do we get not only do we get pumpkin spice everything, we also get the uh, Oktoberfest beers coming out all over the place. Everybody has released their Oktoberfests <laughs> again, so. Be prepared for for that. Uh, speaking of Oktoberfest, uh, our friend Johnny will be pouring beers at the uh, Germanic uh, Institute or whatever the heck he belongs to, the German club out in St. Paul. Uh, he'll be pouring beers at their Oktoberfest uh, celebration next weekend. So, uh, yeah, I might head out there and grab a beer from Johnny. But, uh, yeah, it's now pumpkin, pumpkin spice and Oktoberfest time. So, mm-hmm. Giddy up. 
Uh, yeah. Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah. Yeah. And I know at least one of us, or maybe I think two of us, at least two of us have been guilty of doing the old uh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice beers on this podcast. I know I have. I'm oh, definitely. That was I'm definitely not afraid to admit, but <laughs> I think I was laughing when I did. But I ended up going with a beer, uh, not a new brewery as well. Um, kind of continuing with the theme of like, you know, light, easy drinking beers here on the Sunday night, even though we have the day off tomorrow. I ended up going with a beer from Dangerous Man, which is you've been able to get their beer now in cans for quite a while. But what, at least all of this year today? I don't know when they started that, but uh, uh, early this was, year they did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, and it, but it's not something I had bought a lot of in cans. So I saw this and I couldn't pass it up. I got the the uh, cream ale from Dangerous Man. And I know. Tony, especially you, but all of us are a huge fan of uh, the Castle Danger Cream Ale from mm-hmm. over there. But this one is this one is there's nothing wrong with this one. I think you probably all had this one as well at some point. Um, I think this is the first time I actually picked it up in a can, like a you know a six pack of cans. So, but I've certainly had this at Dangerous Man before in their tap room, um, and it is just light and crisp. It's really smooth. I didn't realize this, but it was it was actually their first ever beer they brewed there at Dangerous Man. So it, it has some history, I think, going back. Uh, oof, I don't even remember when they, they opened up, but it goes way back. But this one, really good, interesting. Found, it, it, it's stout, malt, stout, stout malt, flake corn, Vienna malts, dextrin. Actually, the hops are locally sourced, um, crystal hops locally sourced. Um, but just makes for easy drinking, smooth beer. Really, really, really nice Nice to drink here. And uh, yeah, I think I'm getting, maybe I'll get back in my cream ale if I don't get on the uh, pumpkin spice kick here, Oktoberfest <laughs> kick. Yeah, because I know I was drinking a lot of cream ales, especially on this podcast earlier in the year. So yeah, mm-hmm. I remember why I was because yeah, it's absolutely delicious, smooth, mm-hmm. lightly sweet, not overpowering at all, though. Really delicious. Very speaking cool. of speaking of cream ales, I just want to mention uh, Dave and I, we had, of course, he comes up for lunch with my in-laws every Saturday if he can. And we went to Cowboy Jacks and Otsego. I haven't been there for a long time, at least for lunch, you know. And I mentioned to Dave, they have Cassandra Cream Ale on tap, which I am, I drink when I'm there. It reminds me, I don't know if you guys remember, remember when Surly Furious started making the rounds, like everybody had Surly Furious on tap at their bar or restaurant mm-hmm. or wherever. Yep. Cassandra Cream Ale is becoming that same thing. I've noticed more and more places I go to, Castle Danger Cream Ale is on the tap list. Yep. And uh, I can't be happier because I love that damn beer. But just yeah. wanted to mention that. And for good yeah. reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, yeah. uh, with that, uh, I have finished updating the uh, the brewery list since I was gone. Oh. And we are now up to 160 people. 160 craft breweries we have had in the mm-hmm. podcast. Wow. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. And those are, unfortunately, those aren't all in minnesota because i don't think there's Not 160 on. craft brewery, no, no. breweries in minnesota no. but no. uh yeah there's a bunch in florida there's oh, there, there might be yeah <laughs> i a bunch in florida a couple in wisconsin i think a few in colorado um i think we've had one in chicago or one in ohio mm-hmm. um yeah. idaho there's one one in yep. idaho yep. Yeah. fort lauderdale yeah there's a couple <laughs> yep um, south dakota mm, yeah that's right yeah uh i will try my damnedest. I don't know if there's craft brewers in London, Connor. Do you know if there's craft brewers in London? Um, you know, I, yes. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are, but when last time I was in London was 2010, so it's it's, mm. it's been a long time. But uh, 
Um, I, I mean, there's ob- obviously you go for the the classic Fullers or uh, or yeah. I, I mean, other than that, I'm I'm afraid I'm not really sure, but I'm there, sure there are. There definitely is. I mean, it's now it's been quite a few years since I've been over there, but even even five six years ago, that it was starting to become a thing over there mm-hmm. as well. The whole craft beer industry was definitely becoming a thing. I at that time maybe not quite as like off the hook as it is here, but it's certainly a thing and I'm sure you'll be able to find something. Well, I, I hope so because I will definitely have it on the podcast when I'm out there. Uh, the plan is guys, it's a month away. The plan is for me to do uh, the podcast when I'm out in, in England. So in London. So uh, yeah, I'll try to get some craft beers from wherever, wherever I can find them around that area. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Well, just a um, fair warning too. You get you're going to be about uh, six hours ahead of us. So seven p.m. our time is going to be yeah uh, one a.m. your time. So we might have we to be a little earlier. We won't be doing that. the podcast at one a.m. my time. We'll be doing the podcast no, wait earlier for you guys. Wait a minute. Yeah. We got to keep things consistent. Seven p.m. <laughs> Central Time. No, no, no. The headquarters are, you, are located uh, here. I feel like it's home field no. advantage. Right, right. The headquarters are located wherever my laptop is at. That's the deal. <laughs> uh no we'll figure it out but uh well great beers guys awesome uh let's get into some game stuff uh loon stuff because my when i put this podcast out i always come up with the name of the podcast and it's funny because i said the uh wonderwall records getting a little dusty well didn't take long uh was wednesday night uh against colorado and um yeah, the Loons, we won't go into this game too much. The Loons, everybody knows, they won 3-0. Uh, and it was it was one of those games, guys, and you probably agree with me here, you really have to worry about the game. Like, you, there was no, like, yeah. you weren't concerned about it at all, really. No. Colorado sucks no. this year, anyways. Yeah. But, Colorado's bottom uh, of the West. Yeah, I, I, I had no West. doubt in my mind. Yeah, Yeah. so as soon as uh, Reynoso got that uh, PK in the 18th minute, and then 10 minutes later scored another goal and got his brace, it was pretty much... This game's over, yeah. you know, and then Pookie scores before the halftime. And then it was the rest of the, the second half was just play. And that's that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think there was maybe a few moments in, in you know, literally in the first few moments of the game where, you know, Minnesota's at all on the field. I, I don't know if they came out as, you know, they didn't exactly come out in the front foot. You know, I, so I'm not talking, you know, before any of the goals were scored. I'm saying in the first five, ten minutes of the game. I guess it didn't look great, but yeah, it didn't take long. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't take long for Minnesota to score thanks to, you know, Reynoso first of his two, his brace, um, his penalty kick. But yeah, one, I mean, it just started rolling at that point. And so once that, even that first goal, once that happened, yeah, you started to feel comfortable, which was nice. You know, it just, it's what you should do against, you know, last place ball club, you know, in, in Colorado. So yeah, nice to see. So uh, Pookie got a goal, which was nice to see. It was um, a it was a great goal too. I yeah, it was brilliant pass by Tajiri Shradi. I, I just have to mm-hmm. put that put that out there. Brilliant through pass by Tajiri Shradi to to put it through to Puki and a simple tap through. I haven't seen a goal like that for Minnesota in quite a while. It was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the only knock, uh, I guess, would be <laughs> the only knock would be uh, DJ's uh, yellow card. For persistent yeah. infringement, you know, I almost yeah. forgot about that until until yeah. yesterday's match. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, 
I think we have enough backup at the DB spots to be without DJ for a game. Um, the nice, like I said, guys, the nice thing was it was a pretty easy match. Pretty, you go in against a team that's last in the league, and you just put them down quickly, and you play it out and easy peasy, done. And you keep them down. Uh, yeah, you keep it's... them down. Yeah, you don't, you don't fuck around with stuff. You just go at them, and that's yep. that. And and Ray getting those two goals uh, early on was like, yeah, we knew it was going to happen, and that's that. So he got his player of the uh, we should mention player of the match day was it match player day match day? Yep. So yeah, and well deserved, yep. of course. Yeah. Well deserved, well deserved. Um, if he isn't in the talks for, I mean, he has didn't play as many games as everybody else, but he should get some MVP uh, votes at the end well, of the season. Some maybe, but but I, I don't like- know that. Yeah, you miss 15 games of the season. I don't know. I think that disqualifies you but, from that conversation. Technically, we can, but we can have we can have a conversation about what MVP means, Dave. Yeah, right. well, I think an MVP I mean, would be. I, I mean, I think I think the Loons would have to be in the top spot in the West or second in the West. They'd have to be the one of the best teams in the West to win that for a player on this team to win that award. Don't you think? That's Typically, not, that's well, how it works. But. Not necessarily, but but like I mean, no, I, I we, see your point. But uh, like, and it, who knows? That's a, that's that's a shame. If if Ray was on this club from day one, you know, and didn't miss those what fifteen matches, um, maybe this team would be at the top of the table or near it. Yeah. I mean, I you could I, we we don't have the time to do this, but you could. I don't think it's exclusively exclusively reserved for players that are on top teams, but it just at least in other sports, it seems to feel that way. But yeah, it is and. And I, we could, I mean, we'll, we'll probably get into this conversation when those MVPs are announced at the end of the season, but we can make, you can make arguments either, I mean, for each side, mm. what does an MVP actually mean? And what, what, what does that yeah. entail? Is it, you score the most points? Is it, you know, I mean, all that type of stuff. It, um, it's, it's, it's mind bending though. It's incredible to see what he's done since he's came back though. I mean, he's, yeah, he yeah. literally is probably the MVP since he came back. I mean, there's no doubt well, they, about it. As, as now, for, from a statistical point of view, yeah, for sure. We're going to talk about, we're now going to move on because the, the Loons won 3-0. So great. We're going to move on to the San Jose game here from, from yesterday, from last night. And they put up a stat last night that was crazy. I think the Loons in the games that Ray did not play in the beginning of the season, yeah. their goals expected or their goal average was like 0. 0.8. Yeah. And now it's 2.2. Well, and and I know we we talk, we definitely talked about this, you know, prior to the season started, starting maybe even shortly after it started. But the numbers, those the numbers were similar to what happened basically last year with and without Reynoso. So, um, so let's get into last night's game, guys. It was against San Jose. It was in San Jose. It was a late night. Um. I, because I'm old, fell asleep before the game started. I figured you um, might have. You were awfully quiet on the uh, text thread. And then I, I think David yeah. David made it all of 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was just me and you, Dave. Yeah. I and did, yeah, at that uh, point, I'm like, well, should we stop texting? Because we don't want to be annoying. But right. <laughs> now <laughs> I, we kept it going. Now I, yeah. now, I did see some comments from your text thread last night. And I will mention that, yes, during lunch yesterday dave i said to you if pookie scored a goal during this match i would stop calling him the flaccid fin uh now <laughs> david came back david came back to your text saying that afterwards saying maybe we shouldn't stop because look at his numbers 
and you know it, whatever it now, feels to me like david sterling is the only pookie hater left at this point after this recent after the last two well, games anyways but now i don't think that's now, quite true but i will say this i saw the score of the game this morning when i woke up so i knew it was one to one i did not know who scored i watched the match this morning i saw pookie scored I was about to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, that's that. But then again, I I watched the whole rest of the game, and I have to tell you, I'm still kind of on the flaccid fin kick here. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Now, we'll talk about it a little bit here. I I was going to say, what what makes you say that? Well, we'll talk about that because uh, there are still some things that he needs to work on that are kind of – we'll get into Um. The lineups, guys, uh, We, of course, we knew DJ Taylor was going to be there, so Valentin gets a start. Um, Rosales goes back, uh, plays in the in the DB role, which is, I mean, that's I think Keith likes him back there. Um, Dotson gets a start up front, and Tajuri Shrouty gets a start up front, which is awesome because he looked great in the um, match the Colorado against Colorado, yeah. so he deserved getting another shot. Um, he is not... Uh, match fit yet, uh, as they said on the broadcast, which is not surprising because he hasn't been used much lately. Uh, but it'd be nice for him to get match fit in the next couple weeks. Yeah, because he yeah. looks like a guy we could we could use. He looks fantastic. He um, looks like a playmaker. He mm-hmm, he looks definitely. like he's got good vision on the field and and plays the right pass. I I think he's if uh, I mean. Obviously, when Bongi comes back, he's going to take his spot back. But uh, mm-hmm. um, but Tajuri Shroudy is a more than capable replacement, and like he was at NYCFC too. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, like I don't when at least you know when when the team signed him. I mean, I don't think it was like a overwhelming signing. I don't. A lot of people weren't too impressed. But I mean, maybe maybe basically availability was his biggest issue, biggest issue over the last say three years. Just not plus. you know not being healthy, not being well. Like not being on the pitch, but apparently, I mean, at least for this club, he's been, he's obviously made an impact. He made, he's made significant and I think impacts in each of the games that he's been involved with. Right. Tony. Yeah. I mean, certainly he didn't. Yes. One, yes. Yeah. They, whether it's they a goal or an assist. Uh, yep. I mean, the dude played in Cyprus last year. I mean, did he really? How, I didn't know yeah, that. That's where he wow. came from. Was He played in the Cyprus league. Really? So, I mean, he had kind of fallen off the map in terms of MLS I don't know how we decided to go grab him out of Cyprus, but it was a was good Was he sign. on loan? Because I could have sworn I, he was on know. NYCFC's uh, roster still. I don't think so. I think he, I mean, he was, yeah, it was, you know, he went, he fell down uh, pretty far. And picking him up was a great pickup. It reminds me of uh, picking up Taxi last year a little bit in terms of him coming in and kind of being you know, a guy who can count on for some, some good yeah. plays. And it's, it's um, been, especially with, you know, we, we just touched on it, you know, when we saw uh Bongi at the fair, I mean, now Bongi's missed two straight and mm-hmm. it, it's been just what a blessing to have to George Shroudy be able to step right in and have yeah. not just, not just fill a spot, but have an impact on the games that he's been involved with. It's just, it's been great. I guess the, the, the problem, good problem to have the problem Heath might have is, how you know? I don't know if he can fit both Tajiri Shroudy and Hongongwe on the pit, on the pitch at the same time. I mean, that might be a little more difficult, but oh well, yeah, that... it could be. But it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Or Sharaf got, I mean, right away, four minutes into this game, uh, we get a goal from Pookie on a nice, nice pass. Mm. Great from pass. Ray. I mean, yeah. uh, come on. Uh, you can't you can't put a pass any better than that. I just I, no. I just you really no, can't. And that's, that's Ray perfect. was Ray was facing pressure when when he well, did that. He was being held on to. That's what I was gonna say. He was yeah. he was fouled like twice, basically. I mean, I, I you know, I don't you know the ref didn't. There was no fouls called. There was no advantage called that I'm aware of. But I mean, certainly a foul could have been called depending on the outcome of that his Definitely. his last touch. But yeah. yeah, for him to just lead um, Pookie like he did was just perfect. And then credit to Pookie. I mean, his first touch, I think, off his chest basically was perfect. Um, and then he nutmeg the goalkeeper with it, just a, a, a perfect shot as it turned out. So. Right, pure poacher gold. Like mm-hmm. just just having being able to have that touchdown and then take the next touch as his shot. That's the the pure poacher that poacher quality we've been looking for in Timu Puki or any striker that Minnesota has right. has had. And the calm, uh, so, calm, easy finish. That's what it exactly, like. yep. exactly. So and I, we're at the back. I think the the criticisms were. I mean. Criticisms, if we're going to talk about that, maybe we'll save it for later. But I mean, you know, he he oh, clearly can do that. But let's talk about Pookie now. And this is why Get it out I way. watched this match. I saw this first goal and I said, this is what we've been looking for. This is what we want, right? This is the right. type of guy, the poacher type of guy we want. And I watched the rest of the match and I don't see that. You know, I saw him try to make some plays. But... Man, I'm just, and I don't know if it's because of the service. A lot of people on Twitter or X, we don't even fucking call it, are saying the service is bad. He's not getting service. He's not doing that. But my goal, and, and this is what I told Dave yesterday about Pookie, is that I give him more shit than I've given like Robin Lude or some other guys who came in here during the summer window because he was played up so much by the front office. The front office played this guy up so much. Yep. World class, world class, world class. All we hear is world class. We're getting a score. We're getting this. We're getting this. We're getting this. Then he comes in here and it's like he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I get it. And I get it. I saw online yesterday one of the guys from the Dummy Run podcast. I forgot who it was, McCracken or whoever it was. Yesterday, the day before, said, well, we didn't know we realized that he was him and his family living with Robin Lud's family in their house. And then his wife, Pookie's wife, just had their third kid, and he's going through all of that. But I guess when you're Pookie's age and you played in this game this long, things like that shouldn't be that detrimental to you. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. know it's a life. I know it's a life thing, right? Yeah. But he's dealt with this type of stuff before, and. I don't. You can't make an excuse like that to say that's why he's not playing well. I do agree. Yeah. I do agree with that. With uh, you know, other stuff happening outside of the game, where you know, when you're a veteran like Pookie, you should be able to to take it as it comes. Because I'm sure you've mm-hmm. been through it before. I absolutely get that. But the reason why I um ha- still have my hopes up on Pookie, and you know, we've said it before about other podcasts, uh, podcast players too. Um, like when Robin Lewd first came in, actually, uh, I remember so many people being down on him because he didn't do anything when he first came in. Uh, but that That's was true. because he wasn't familiar with the team. Uh, he needed time to get settled in. 
And now he's one of our best players. And then yeah. you also yeah. like um, you, we never really gave uh, Ramon Abila the chance to 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 settle in, or we we never really that we never really gave we haven't given a lot of players uh, a good chance to settle in. Um, like Luis Amaria, he I mean Luis Amaria had a couple of years to settle in, so he should have been fine after all of that. But um, when you first come in like that. I think you need a little time and that's well, why I'm still up on my, my hopes are up on Pookie because is he a world-class forward? Not world-class. I don't think I, I think, I think he's a proven goal scorer and he can, he has a, a great ability for, to be that poacher striker that we've been looking for. Um, but not world-class, but he, I think he uh, give him a little bit of time. He'll, yeah. he'll start scoring. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. And we touched on this earlier, but I, I think it, it is tough. It's it's not just Minnesota. It's across the league. When a player comes over and, you know, in the, in the summer transfer window <clears> into MLS, especially from say Europe, I think maybe more so than South America, but especially from Europe, the league's so different, you know, everybody knows this. Yeah. So, you know, and it just takes some time and, you know, you know, not everybody can be Reynoso and come in, you know, mid season, just light the league on fire. Not everybody can do that. In fact, most don't. You know, and that's that's true for a lot of players across MLS. I think it's, it's just tough to adjust to, to the league, to just the culture change. Everything's different. But the problem with Pookie is he doesn't have, you know, like Robin Lude was significant or significantly younger when he came over here. You know, Pookie doesn't have that luxury. You know, he needs to perform soon. If not now, then next year, certainly. And he's not getting any younger. You know, I think that that's is the only point. problem, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I gave Robin Lude the benefit I, and maybe the, I, and, and I'm not going to speak for David, but maybe that was his biggest criticism of the signing is he's not a younger guy in his mid twenties peak. You know, he's, he's tail end is tail end of his career, quite frankly. So he, he just doesn't, you know, you're you, trying to sign him. You need to, you need results soon. You know, you're trying to squeeze the last couple goals out of Poogie that you possibly can. And you're hoping there's a lot of them left. Um, you're shaking well, that tree and you're going, how many are left in this tree? Uh, I gave Robin Lude the benefit of the doubt when he came here. And I remember us on this podcast talking about it and me saying, well, I think it's going to take him a while because he came over during a summer transfer. Um, and David was very adamantly, Robin Lude sucks. You know, I mean, I remember conversations that we were back and forth that we need to give him some time. My issue, of course, like I said, is Robin Lude came over here and there wasn't a big like, uh, he, he's the greatest. He, he's this, he's this, he's this. It was just like Robin Liz coming over here and he's going to be good. There um, wasn't until, until I think, I mean, I think, I think it kind of went under the radar, at least for a little while. People, yeah. people didn't worry about it. And then I think this, you know, the salary data was released mm -hmm. and, and we're like, holy cow. That was cow. pretty outrageous. Yeah. Robin Liz yeah. is being paid. What? Now, granted, it, yeah. you know, it didn't, it, it, you know, it took him another, what, half a season after that first, first Did. year. And he, he really, he really come on, came on strong. So, but I think that was what woke people up is like, holy cow, we're paying this guy. What? And, you know, obviously Pookie's getting a, a pretty healthy salary too. And so you kind of expect those results, but well, we'll see. I mean, could this, could we'll this see be, he scored, you know, obviously we're talking about, he scored two goals in two matches here, two goals in a week. Um, maybe this is, maybe he just needs some confidence. This could certainly help with that. So I we'll guess see. if you're optimistic, you know, he probably should have had a second goal in this game. We'll get to that, but we'll talk uh, about that. Yeah, See, we'll spend we will definitely get to that. We'll spend a lot of time on that. But uh right that's four minutes in that he gets his the first goal for us. 
Um, guys, 16 minutes in, um, the Quakes get their goal. Yeah, that's from Kay Cowell. That is off unlucky. deflection, unlucky, unlucky shot. Just um, deflection. I mean, there's nothing that that uh, DSC could no. do. No, um, it's weird watching that goal happen. It's like I remember, I'm just I was staring at the screen I'm like what, what what just happened there? Like, and when I I didn't see the deflection as I was watching it in real time, I'm like, Dane, what are you doing? But yeah, then it was clearly obvious the the deflection, unlucky. I mean, I, I that's all I'll go there. I don't, I don't. I'm not even, you know, there's no, nobody to be at fault there, but through, through that point in the game, even at that point in the game, I mean, Minnesota was on Minnesota's the better team. I mean, you can almost call that against the round of play. It was a good, it was a good first half in general for Minnesota. It really was. Dane made some incredible saves during this match. He's Um, my man of the match. I think he is second half, especially, but yeah, he made some incredible plays. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was, outstanding uh and that goal i wouldn't blame that goal on him at all um no, not at all he would yeah if that wasn't deflected he would have saved that and he he would we would have won this game uh one nil or probably two nil uh but um yeah uh, dane was great all game let's Shroudy. Go. i mean and it, it's it's and actually it's a shame that Tajuri Shroudy didn't you know um basically from in between the time that um, Puki scored and um, Cade Cowell scored, uh, Tajuri Shroudy had a couple of just golden mm-hmm. chances. And, I mean, took mm-hmm. a couple, you know, credit to San Jose's goalkeeper as well. I mean, he made some nice saves to prevent that. but He did. Um, let's go, guys, to halftime. We're, of course, one-to-one. Uh, Ray picks up a stupid yellow card, which... Yeah, whatever. That's just Ray. Yeah. Is right. Stupid Ray is right. being Ray, but uh, we won't talk about that. But we go into the 60th minute, guys. The VAR decision, which was uh, a pookie goal, which is crazy, right? Uh, oh, Austin's on the podcast. There he is, right there. Hey, buddy. Hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. Going to bed. Good night, bud. Good night, buddy. See you later. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. It's like I'll I'll be on the podcast. I'll come on here and talk about Pookie. Probably loves Pookie. But uh yeah, so 60th minute, the goal uh by Pookie, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic goal. Yep. By the way, and beautiful uh, pass through from Ray. Yeah, beautiful pass through from Ray, and then we get the whole well, it's going to VAR, okay, and, which is yeah. crazy because initially, ref, even even nobody nobody saw so, it, not even the announcers. Like there were, it was the, 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 the ref called it. Is it offsides? No, it was clearly yeah. not offsides. No, it no, wasn't no. offside. That was at first what I thought they were going to do, and then I thought it was just going to be bypassed and, you know with mm-hmm. like oh no it's on side we're just gonna yep. go for a kickoff now yep the announcers said the same thing and that's what i certainly thought too because it it, it looked like an extremely clean goal didn't even in the, i mean i think it wasn't until you know they get out and got into the reviews you could see maybe why but then it became yeah. clear they were reviewing for a possible handball and i was still at that point i was like what what handball <clears throat> well yeah now so, guys sorry tony go ahead now the ball comes off of uh, uh, a San Jose player, and it hits 
Ray somewhere in the upper arm area. Yeah, I would call that the shoulder, no, Tony. I would call it the shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> I would call so, shoulder. <clears throat> so here's the thing, guys. Yes. Um, it has to be clear and obvious for it to be able to overturn, right? That's right. To me, right. the re- the replay is not clear and obvious. Is mm-hmm. it a handball? Possibly, maybe. Mm-hmm. I probably not, in my opinion. I think it's a shoulder. Uh, but even if it mm-hmm. is a handball, you're. I mean, how are you supposed to get? How are you supposed to get out of that? You, you know, your okay. your arm is right next to your body, and yeah. so it's to me that's just a, a stupid overturn. It's yeah. It's like, the, the, on, the only thing, if you're, if I'm, and I'm not doing this, but if I was going to try to like credit VAR, or credit the referee for ultimately then overturning it based on what VAR said, VAR, you know, VAR told him to take a look at it. The only thing he'll say is, okay, maybe. Ray's arm may and I'm I'm saying maybe his arm was out unnaturally more than it should have been but it doesn't change the fact that this is when it got interesting I thought when they went to the VAR review when the ref took a look at it VAR mm-hmm. told him to and the replays they were showing then made it even more obvious to me that the ball hit his shoulder hit his yeah. shoulder mm-hmm. it was it was mm-hmm. nowhere and and I no. it just irritated me beyond belief when the referee came out of that and pointed to his arm, you know, because the ball did not hit Ray's arm. No way. No. It was, I mean, maybe, and, maybe you could say upper arm, but I'm telling you, that was his shoulder. I just can't believe they had enough to, he had enough to overturn that. I just can't believe it. It clearly no. looks like it bounces off maybe even closer to the, his chest part of the yes. shoulder. It just, yeah. and the, that's why I said the only thing is his arm was out a little bit, but it doesn't matter. It didn't hit his arm. It hit his, you know, it hit upper his shoulder. shoulder. And- also add on to that the fact that the referee had to take a look at that replay like 10 times. Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. looking at a replay at 10 times, mm-hmm. it's not clear and obvious. I don't care what no. foul it is. It's not clear no. and obvious if you have to look at it 10 no. times. It's ridiculous. No. So that, that should not have been overturned. I, I will say there is a slight possibility it was a handball, but not a big possibility. I, I, I'm... I, I'm not, I'm, I do not agree with that at call whatsoever. It's just, absolutely yeah, ridiculous. It, it irritates me beyond belief because I mean, unless, unless the ref and maybe it's possible he did, but unless he ha- was looking at something different than what they were showing on the broadcast, I just, well, how it just boggles be? my mind. We get yeah. the same, we get right. the same yeah. angles. They we did. saw the same thing that, right. That it just, did. I just Which, boggles my mind. I'd love to hear him describe what he saw because it just doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't were, seem right. Well, there, there were a were bunch numerous... of San Jose fans that were just going to go crazy if he if he called it a goal. So, yeah, there were a couple of different it's part of the home re- field advantage. I mean, I guess that is the sad reality. But... Yeah. A couple of different VAR decisions went bad yesterday, from what I saw on uh, social media. And what I didn't, I guess I did realize this, but I'm thinking to myself, why did they do this? Uh, VAR comes from a booth at the stadium, so yep. they have a different ref as a VAR ref in the stadium, yep. which I, I find kind of crazy because like the NFL well, does, they go to a central location for their VAR stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yep. why wouldn't you have a, a combined force of set people at a location in New York? I don't know. Or wherever I, looking at those players yeah, and saying, I, yeah. gay or nay. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't know how exactly. I, you're right, Tony. There, it is New York. They have a VAR office, so to speak. That, and I don't know that you have like ten people. You know, like you know, a jury of, of referees looking at a play and saying, "Yep, that's that should go to review. Let the ref take a look at it." Or is it just like ten people looking at you know? Because there's say fifteen games going on, you know, so one person might be assigned to one game. But never mind. I. So that's why I'm saying I think it's a similar idea. Yes, you have the the VAR official at the stadium, and it make it makes sense in regard to you know the ref can't be looking at every play, you know, and so that makes sense to me. And fine, if, if you know he signals, okay, you better take a look at this, and the ref does, and that's how it's designed to work. But I don't know. It just I, it felt to me like he got that signal that said, oh, you better you better check it you know, check it again. Cause are you sure you didn't miss something? It just feels like that to me. It's like, well, gosh, VAR says I should look at this. Ah, maybe I missed it. You know, and he looked at it yeah. 25 times, spent five minutes, four or five minutes looking at it, trying his hardest to find where, how this could possibly be a handball. And it's like, I feel like the pressure of being at, at you know, at San Jose ultimately mm-hmm. pushed him over the edge, you know? So I just, Potentially. that's, yeah, it, yeah. It's I not agree a, with that. In that scenario, it didn't to me work. It didn't feel good. Didn't didn't feel natural. Yep. So <clears throat> after that, goal is disallowed. Blah blah blah. We then go through the rest of the game. We had some chances. They had some chances. Well, it was kind of back and forth, wasn't it? it, was, that, it was that's the thirty thousand foot. Yeah, that's true. But in my opinion, I think the entire second half was brutal. From a uh, mm-hmm. from a th- and this has been different some, than you know obviously the Colorado match but even Seattle mm-hmm. you know the draw at home last weekend this was different this was one of those where it wasn't a comfortable um, it wasn't comfortable watching this game it was uh, mm-hmm. Seattle or Seattle uh, San Jose was on the front foot I felt like for most of the mm-hmm. front half or first yeah. second half especially yeah. the first half was more Minnesota but the second half in my opinion was all San Jose I felt like I was going to come on this pod and saying. Well, San Jose, you know, assuming San Jose had scored to take the lead and then ultimately win the game, I, I felt in my head I could hear myself saying, well, you can kind of feel a goal coming for San Jose. It felt like that the entire second half to me. And so yeah. this is where you guys said it. Dane stepped up big time. He had his biggest saves, two of them in the second half, in my opinion, his two biggest saves, one that almost by some miracle Dude, just, I don't know how that, that didn't cross the line. I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Hands. I'm glad they strong didn't hands. have a bet. I'm glad they didn't have a better view of that because my first thought was was that over the line. Now I don't think it was, but it's impossible to tell from the angle. Well, that the, I saw, the technology but, would have told the ref, but I mean, yeah. we know how much technology and refs go in yeah, this exactly. game. So yeah. But so yeah, credit to <laughs> you know Dane making some huge, huge saves to keep you know to keep uh, Minnesota in the game at that point. And yeah, you guys are right. Minnesota had a couple of chances, especially late. Um, I, I just can't stop thinking about Pookie's non, you know, non goal goal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it, generally speaking, to get out with a draw to me felt lucky from Minnesota's standpoint. Um, based based on what I saw in the second half, it was just it was a rough half to watch, and and it, it's a shame because I thought, like I said, Minnesota's a better team in the first half, and that just did not translate into the second half for whatever reason. Mm. So. Get the one-one draw, guys, in this match uh, against San Jose. Of course, San Jose. We're tied with them. We're still tied with them. 
after this match. 36 points apiece. We are in seventh place right now, which is fantastic. Uh, at least from where we were previously. It's if um, you're talking about the standing, it's in, you know it is interesting. I mean, because I mean this week, I guess if you're counting Sunday, it was five points in three games. But you know, just you know, let's recency bias. Let's look at the last two. Four points out of the last two. That doesn't look terrible, and it still keeps you right in the thick of things. And this year right. feels different because. The top, I'm not saying Minnesota is going to finish top of the West, but top of the West is at 47 points in St. Louis. And usually there's a larger gap at this point in the season with, what, eight games remaining? Um, well, I'm telling you right now, uh, you look at St. Louis, they have 53 freaking goals at this right. point. They're like almost, I mean, they're like 15 goals ahead of everybody else in the league, which yeah. is nuts. Yeah. Uh, Defensively, they're not the greatest, but goal scoring has just been crazy. I think that I look at us at 36 points and I look at Seattle at 41. I think there's a good chance to be up in the top four um, by the end of the year, depending on what we do here in the next 20 games left, yeah. nine games. There's eight games um, left for a minute. Eight, eight games, games left. left. Yeah. But, but games. that's why I said this year, This well, this, is, this year is not difference in the sense that between, say, in a normal year, the difference between fourth place and, say, 11th place, is typically typically pretty tight, but yeah, Tony, like you said, it this is different in the sense that the difference between, you know, we'll call it seventh, that's where Minnesota sits, and second is not, you know, huge. The gap is what five five points, and five uh, points. Seattle so is actually two games ahead of us too. So we have yeah. two games in hand. We could totally overtake them if yeah. we win those and, two games. Right. So right. I mean, it is it has a little. It's it's tight, like you'd always expect, but like the gap between the top and the bottom is not as wide as it typically is, in my opinion. The problem is though, if you're sitting in seventh, that means you have you know six teams or five teams if you're talking about second to overcome. That won't change. That's still still difficult. You know, not only okay if you if you put it. <clears throat> If you looked at, okay, Minnesota and Seattle, Seattle hasn't been playing the best soccer, you know, in the last month or so. And so, yeah, okay, maybe Minnesota potentially could end up being beating out Seattle in the standings, but you also got to be out those four other teams, you know, below them, which, you know, the odds of that happening are, are lower. But, you know, I don't think, I don't think, uh, you know, Minnesota in the locker room, they've got to feel pretty good about where they sit. Yeah. Um, it's a so tough we, race in the West right now, though, because, you know, you talk about the distance between here and second, but you all, you, can, you can also talk about the distance between uh, seventh and 13th. LA Galaxy yeah. is on, is 13th, and they're only seven points behind them and has a game in, sure. and have a game in hand. So sure. it's, uh, it's, it's a right. tight race throughout no. the whole West right now. It'll, it'll like, always it be. be scary. And it is, it is every year. It's always like that. It always yeah. comes down to decision day as far as those final placings go. But um, I feel like there's a wider range of outcomes than there usually is. Like we could have been sitting here last year if they were sitting in seventh and talking about, oh, maybe, you know, fourth and 11th. Now it feels like you can legitimately talk about second to 13th, kind of like you <clears> just <throat> said, bigger, bigger range of outcomes. So hopefully we'll get a confident Pookie and, uh, you know, every, you know, Hopefully Bongi comes back. Reynoso stays healthy. His ankle seemed to be doing a lot better, you know, last night than it had in the pe- previous two matches. And so I don't know. I, there, there's reason to be really optimistic. So um, we have a very light schedule in terms of MLS games next weekend, guys, because of the fact there's the 
CONCACAF Nations League going on. I think we're That's missing right. a couple. They're missing a couple of players next week. I'm trying to remember who they were. Well, Sang Ben Jong was called Sang up. Sang Ben called up. Yes. U23, which yes, yes, good for him. But <laughs> yeah, I think we're missing. I think Rosales is out next week. I believe that uh, would that. I mean, he remember Rosales was not called up um, last time, right? For yeah, no, I think it was just Ariaga was called up. Uh, oh, was, I'm sorry. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, it was Ariaga yeah. that was not called up. So yeah, Rosales yeah. was called up last time, so it wouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Rosales is gone this time. Yes. So I don't know who else would be called up, but I think we're missing at least two or three players next week when we play New England at home, uh, which is going to be a fantastic game. Um. There are only one, two, three, four, five games on the docket next week, guys, which is very, very low for an MLS week. But again, uh, we have a bunch of game in a couple of games in hand, a couple teams in the West. So a couple of teams in the West aren't playing next week. So, um, yeah, let's talk about predictions. Next week's game against New England, 730 at Allianz Field. Dave, what's your prediction for next week? Um, boy. Well, at Allianz Field, I'm I'm going to get get us back in the win column. I'm going to say healthy Bongi, assuming that. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I hate to do it, but two one. And I, I'm on the fence with this one because it's you know New England. What are they second in the East? They're they're they've they're been second good. in the East right now. Yep. They've been good. Um, the only thing I'd say is they they drew what at home to Austin just yesterday, and so that was kind of odd. I don't know if that's gonna like piss them off a little bit, but I don't know. If this game was in New England, I'd be a little hesitant to make that prediction, but I, I'm still going with a win at Allianz Field. I think this team is going to be on a roll. I think we're in the midst of a roll. It's hard to see it now, um, coming off of basically you know Seattle's draw and San Jose's draw course the win against Colorado but if you zoom out a little bit and look at the performance that this club had in the league's cup I think overall for the last month and a half this team is on the rise this team is getting better they're actually scoring goals and uh, so maybe I should say 3-1 but I'm, I'm gonna stick with 2-1 I think this team is gonna make a run here in the last eight games and uh, do okay so starting with New England I'm gonna say uh, two to two draw here at home uh, I think New England can score a lot. Uh, their goal differential is fantastic. Um, I think, yes, our offense is coming back, but I just got a feeling it's going to be a draw, and I got a feeling people are going to be pissed because they get to sing Wonderwall again. So, uh, yeah, 2-2 two, two draw. Connor, what do you think? Oh, boy. Um, New, I mean, like you guys both said, uh, New England's having a fantastic season. Um um, second only to the team who are probably going to win the supporter shield, FC Cincinnati. They've already locked a playoff spot in. So, yep. Yeah, glad you mentioned that because what they're sitting, they oh they yeah they locked up a playoff spot. Did they do they that did. This weekend? Yeah, they, okay. they so, are ten points clear in the in the East right now. But so they're mm-hmm. sitting on like fifty seven points. That's what you yeah. usually. But that's kind of what you expect out of your bet. You know, you expect a, a club in the West to be sitting there. But they're they're not, you know. It's St. Louis at forty seven, so it's interesting. But yeah, um, you know what? I'm I'm going to go optimistic. I'm going to call it a one nil win for Minnesota. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a one nil win, and I think Pookie's going to score it. Sweet. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. There you go. Right there. Um. All right. So enough loons talk. Well, real loons talk. Connor, we haven't had this for a while. Do you have some history for us today? Yeah, I have a little history. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to change it up a little bit this time, uh, and just talk about one game here mm-hmm. on this day in history, September third. We're going to go back to 2016, and it's the last year that United are in the NASL before they uh, move move to MLS. United faced Rio OKC in uh, at the Blaine National Sports Center on September 3rd, 2016, and we and I'm I have the highlights right here, and it looks like um, you know you have players like. Ibsen and Ramirez that were both playing and the only goal comes in the 44th minute after then it was after um a long run up the <clears throat> a long run up the uh I'm sorry my thing is not coming my thing's not coming up uh, after a long run up the left side, uh, there was a little, there was a, a cross played into the to, played into the box. Ramirez is stand Ramirez is standing in the middle of the box, but it goes over his head. Uh, but then there's a little backup, on the a little backup right behind him on the right, just to the right of the goal, plays the ball back inside, and then Ramirez ha- Ramirez hammers it into the into the top net of the goal, in the 44th minute, and it stays it <clears throat> it stays one nil for the rest of the game. United comes out. With the win, uh, there were a few yellow cards and one red card that day. Um, you had uh, you had Damian Lowe and Aaron Pitchcolin, uh, both with yellow cards oh, in yeah. uh, for Minnesota United. And Pitchcolin, yeah, Pitchcolin. Yeah, was a was was a household yeah. name. Uh, mm-hmm. Then for Rio OKC, you had Sebastian Ibeja, I think his name is uh, Javier Yuma, and the red card. Belong to uh, Michelle Pereira, uh, who is a Brazilian playing for Rio OKC. Uh, still, uh, it looks like right now he's. It looks like he retired a few years ago. Actually, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. uh, he doesn't play anymore. But um, yeah, Lewins come out victorious, one nil, and thanks to a forty-fourth minute goal by Minnesota's own Christ- Minnesota. Minnesota favorite Christian Ramirez. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we don't talk about him a lot in this podcast because of all the people who talk about him on the social media saying that we, he never should have left really. He should have been here. Yeah. He was, if he was still here, if he was still here, you know, there'd be no Darwin Quintero. There'd be no Ray. Yeah. Be Christian Ramirez right. all the time. <laughs> no. But uh, well, great. Great history from Connor once again. Uh, nice to have him back on the podcast. Give us a little soccer history. Uh, before we get out of here, one funny story to get to. This comes out of Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska man is pulled over for having a giant bull named Howdy Doody riding shotgun in his car. Uh, a live bull. A live bull, yes. This is a live bull. And if you guys have a chance, go see the pictures of Howdy Doody the bull because this is what this guy did to his car is amazing. Uh, a giant bull named Howdy Doody was spotted riding shotgun in a car down a highway in Nebraska this week. Uh, prompted a written warning from police. Lee Meyer was driving his modified 
Crown Victoria sedan with his Watusi bull in the passenger seat early Wednesday. When authorities got a call about the pair, police in Norfolk, uh, Nebraska, they received a 911 report about a cow thinking it was would be a calf, so they thought it was a calf riding in there. Something small or something that would actually fit inside a vehicle. It wasn't until officers saw it in person they realized how large it was. This thing is huge. Yeah, it is. You guys, do you, I mean, think, look at this thing. Look at this. This, this thing. If anybody's listening, look at the, look this up. If you haven't heard about this story already. Search this is the Howdy biggest... Doody the Bull, Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, so, seriously. Uh, the so, officer wrote him some warnings. There were some settable issues with that situation. The officer chose to write him a warning, asked him to take the animal back home, leave the city. <laughs> uh, Myron Howdy Doody later turned to their hometown of Niley, which is nearly 40 miles away from Norfolk. It wasn't clear why they made the drive. Myers' wife, Rhonda, told News Channel Nebraska that her husband got the bull eight or nine years ago, and it was his friend and buddy ever since. Despite getting pulled over, she said her husband has been fine and he thinks he's a movie star. It's not the first time Myers traveled with this big bull. Howdy Doody has seen making a stop at a 4th of July parade in 2019. A 4th of July parade is a little different than driving down the highway with this big freaking bull hanging yeah. out of his car. Unbelievable. So this guy has, if, if you guys don't see the video, this guy has modified his Crown Vic. He's cut out like half of the car. Yeah. So the bull can fit in there. And then he's put like a gate up on the door. Yeah. So the bull sits in there. And I just wonder why the bull doesn't freaking just jump out of the car at any point. You know what I mean? Well, I wonder how, like, how fucking terrified he's got to, the bull's got to be. Just like I've, Riding down the in, the the interstate at like what sixty miles an hour or so, that's that. I mean, the I would think the bull would be terrified, but now I'm seeing another Washington Post article that says the Nebraska Watusi bull who loves riding a shotgun. Um, well, he loves to. He must be his friend. He loves to go. For it's riding. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The suspension on that car can handle that. That that that's well. That's the incredible part. But if you look at the car, you can see it leaning to the to to the right. There, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, the car is leaning. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. It's even rival <laughs> that kind of weight. Yeah. yeah. And, and look at the size crazy. of those horns too. Like how does that not obstruct some 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 view from uh yeah. from the, the driver? Machine. Can the driver even like can can he see out that side to be able to change lanes no, he if he can. needs to? He can't he can't. There's yeah. no way. And uh I mean we've seen we've had story I think I've had stories before of like Cows in cars or goats in cars or whatever being pulled over. But this 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 goes above and beyond that. This is this looks like a fake thing in a car, and it's not fake. This is a real freaking bull yeah. in this car. And wow, I don't care if it's your buddy. This isn't a dog that wants to go for car rides. Like I take Drago for car rides and I can actually see around because he's so small, even though he sticks right. his head out the window. This thing is like freaking huge. This is big that thing looks like it looks like it's even crouching in the car and and it's still too and it's still too big wow maybe he's maybe he's trained it really well i don't know never seen anything like that before that's That's ridiculous that's nebraska for you that's nebraska right there i mean that's that's incredible yeah uh dave would you take your bull on a ride in your your truck would you put him in the back of your truck (laughs) your roll for a ranger i don't know but that's another thing. I, the question is, I, I'm sorry, I bring this up. I just thought about this. 
Why would you modify a Crown Vic? Get a fucking four pickup truck and put it in the back of the pickup well, truck. It, it might There's fit be a certain in, sentimental value it, to that car. I don't it know. might fit it, in yeah. like an, in an F three fifty heavy duty. It's not going to fit in a Ford Ranger. There's no no way. It barely fits. <laughs> it barely fits in the Crown Vic. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I guess it doesn't fit in the Crown Vic. I mean, I have to, I, I'm pretty doesn't. sure I'd have to modify my Ranger to make that fit too. Oh, yeah. that, yeah. he's going to have to clean off that uh, back windshield. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, but his yes, of course he will. Yes. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, and th- yeah, you're right. The, God, do you think the bull like does things in the car while he's driving? Dude, Apparently, like I'd say. It I does, mean, yes. Think about the mess it makes in that damn car. Yeah. Oh, do you have to bitch. like what? What do you? How long does it take to get an, into the car? I wonder. Like, does the bull just know where it, where its feet have oh. to be, and where its mouth has, where its mouth has to be? And because you have to plan that with an animal that big. Well, I'm, I'm you can see the, the gate. You can see he's modified it yeah. so the gate can kind of, you know, open, open. and he yeah. climbs in and then he closes and it. I'm, but... And I'm wondering if, you know, he's had this bull for a long time. So he must have gotten it when it's smaller. I'm wondering if he didn't start like training this bull when it's smaller to go into his car and then kind of like went from there. So it's almost like a dog where it kind of like follows directions. Maybe I, I I don't know. This guy must have a great relationship with this bull. Howdy doody. I mean, come yeah, on. for sure, for sure. Well, you know, Nebraska may have lost to the Gophers, but at least they have this. So <laughs> that's right. We'll throw sorry, that in I had to, sorry, I had to bring that up. Yeah, had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> uh, speaking of animals, uh, just wanted to mention. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, my dog Draco had a big old tumorish thing on his neck for a couple months. We had that removed the other day. He is doing fantastic. Great. Um, it's all gone. I think it was cancerous. We don't know because we didn't want to biopsy it. But, uh, you know, he's he's 14 years old. I mean, he's pretty still pretty spry. And he likes the fact that he doesn't have this big old thing hanging off his neck. So, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's was, great. Uh, yeah, and he's doing well. That's awesome. It was incredibly. It was. Uh, you know, anytime your dog has surgery, even though he didn't have to go under for this, they just did local. It's like you're always scared that they're going to be like, yeah. That was in an artery or whatever the frick it was, and there's nothing we can do about it and whatever. But no, he's yeah. great. He's good to go. So, good. Um, good. Yeah, we didn't get any uh, flowers from Henry though. What was did Henry want to send some flowers over to Draco? Or Henry is the ordinary kind of ordinary kind of guy. Just like he, he likes his own space. You know? Doesn't give a shit. No flowers. He's, he's, no he's flowers. just a he's just an asshole. You know, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. He's right. a selfish right. asshole. Sorry, yeah. Draco. I'll send you flowers. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's doing great. Um, before we get out of here, guys, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, big things going uh, on tomorrow. I know Dave and I have a f- football draft tomorrow, face football draft tomorrow, our usual. Uh, I also Dave, have a fantasy football draft tomorrow. Do you? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I don't know how long yours has been going on, Connor, but I, Dave, I think we're at like, I, are we? We got to be past 20 years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I believe this one started in 20, 2002. That was the first wow. year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, this will be the what 24th, third year. So yeah, this is, wow. this is amazing. The, well, we've been doing this know, one since we, like 2018, but like, yeah. We, yeah really, so yeah, we, we got 20 plus years on this one, 22 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, a few of the players have rotated out. It started as an 18 or now we're up to 12 this year, but uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. the original. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Is it an auction had, or a straight snake draft? Oh yeah. Snake. Like I said, this one's this it's interesting because this one started back in 2002. So obviously it was snake back then. People didn't do auctions when we started mm. so long ago. But uh yeah. and the the cool thing is we've kept most of the rules the same, which I kind of like. The only thing yeah. we've done really significantly over the years is added a flex. Um, added a flex, yes. That's right. Yeah. But it's yeah. still not it's non PPR. Um, you know, it's it's six. a lot of the Six, oh, six points, six, six point, six point touchdown passes. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a very little, a little different. Is it ESPN or Yahoo or Yahoo? Or Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. QB QBs go early in this draft. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so. How bad? But uh, yeah, it's uh, big at times. Uh, it's still just one to... point for twenty-five yards passing or ten yards passing. It's it's, it's one, not 25. bad. Yeah. Twenty-five. Gotcha. Is it twenty-five or fifty? Maybe 50, it's 25. It? Yeah, it's 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's been a league, yeah. Is we're over 20 years in this league. Uh there's been some changes, of course. People have come in and come out for different reasons. Uh mostly for not paying what they're supposed to pay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also my father-in-law for for passing away. Uh he got in this league later on and he was very excited to get in this league with us because he was like, Oh god, I get to get in Tony's league with his buddies, and I love all his buddies. So he he had a good time. Uh, the problem with Tom is he always liked to draft Vikings, which I'm like, Tom, you can't just draft Vikings players. But that's why I watch one or two like, of them might not... be okay. But yeah, he always would draft at least one or two, which yeah. I'd tell him like, no, nah, you shouldn't reach for those guys. But he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's going to be a great time tomorrow. Uh, of course, it's Labor Day, so we'll be hanging out. Yep. I'm going to hopefully have this podcast out tomorrow, guys, which would be great. Um, maybe tonight. I don't know. Depends on how late I stay up, but uh, yeah. So for myself, Tony, for Connor and Dave, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons.